we're looking at men and women of faith. And uh, this is the next one that we've come to in uh, the, the Hebrews chapter 11. Now, most of you will know the story of Noah. In fact, I think when they did a, a, a survey, it was one of the favourite children's stories. Uh, that, that song, the animals went in two by two, hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> I can't remember where it was, a, it was something, the elephant and the kangaroo or something like that. Anyway. Um, so, so and, and it's a well-known story, you know, lots of children, whether they come to church or not, have arcs. Uh, and they, you know, um, and they put, you know, and a lot of them have storybooks about it. And it's a nice, cute story. Noah's often seen as a, a man with a beard and quite, you know, quite old. And he was quite old when he when he made the ark and so on. And so we, we know the principles of the story are well known. That there was a flood. Noah built an ark. All the animals went into it, uh, and then they they bobbed around for a bit. Uh, and then uh, it all, all uh, came out, the, the animals came out and they were safe. Um, so that's a well-known story, but in fact it's quite a, quite a challenging story uh, when you actually read what the Bible says about it. So if we can just read uh, what it says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. It says there, do you have that? Okay. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Now, as soon as we read that, and I I struggle sometimes with, I don't know about you, you come across verses that you want to skip because they're a bit challenging. Uh, and so this isn't the cuddly Noah that we quite might like. Because it says there that by faith he condemned the world. That's challenging. And I just want to, a, a little bit later, I'm going to just a little bit understand what, what that means and how, what impact that has on us and what it means for us. See, Noah was in a time of terrible, terrible uh, wickedness on the earth. And God saw this. And was grieved in his heart and said, actually, I I don't want to continue like this. This has got to be dealt with. Uh, And and God hates sin. He he hates it. It's it's a violation of him and everything that he stands for. And and so we have here a a righteous God judging sin. Uh, And and, and indeed, elsewhere in in the Bible, the, the, the... the ark and Noah and what he did is a picture of salvation. That the ark is uh, where you got saved and Noah, uh, his people were in and God shut the door and they were saved. And it is a picture and, and, and the, the flood is, is uh, akin to, uh, uh, to, to baptism. Uh, I won't go into all the details of that. But it is a picture of, of obviously of Jesus and what he came to do. The ultimate saviour, the ultimate one where we rush to and are saved. And so Noah, in what he was doing, was, was giving a picture of ultimately looking forward to Jesus and what he would do in saving the world. Because the world is under condemnation, and yet through Jesus there is a way out. Through Jesus there is salvation and safety. Uh, and so Noah was, uh, in, in what he did, was, was painting a picture of this, whether he understood a great deal about what was coming. He obviously had a, a, a trust in God, um, but he was going to be a, uh, a, a, 
if you like, a forerunner of Jesus in what he did. Um, now, the, the other thing, and we're not going to read through, it's, the, the story of Noah is, is uh, contained in, in Genesis chapter 6 to 9. If you, if you want to look at the whole thing, then, then please do. Um, but God came up with this idea. He spoke to Noah and said, right, I'm going to destroy the earth. It's going to come with a flood. Uh, and I'm going to save you. Um, and Noah was probably thinking, great, I'm going to be saved. Uh, and oh yeah, and by the way, uh, there's going to be this ark, and you're going to be in this ark, and you're going to be saved. Oh yeah, and all the animals are going to be in there. Oh great, okay, uh, okay. And but by the way, Noah, you're building that ark. Oh wait a minute. I mean, this this was a massive boat. It was absolutely huge. Now God in there explains exactly what this thing should look like and how it should be built. Uh, and so Noah uh, was tasked with this building. And it's very interesting that if you look through the Bible, when God announces a big event or announces something that's going to take place, he doesn't do it so that we can sit back and think, oh, that's interesting, okay. He does it because he wants us to be involved. He wants us to take part in what he's doing. And so Noah's uh, actions were central to the fulfilment of what God wanted to do. Without the ark, without Noah building it, God had no intention of just saying, here's an ark, Noah, get in. That was never going to be his intention. He said, I'm going to flood the earth, there's going to be an ark, and you're going to make it. Now, Noah could have said, I'm not going to do that. Now, I don't know what the outcome would have been, but it wouldn't have been what we see in the scriptures. It was Noah's faithful obedience that brought about that salvation. Because he got involved with what God was doing. And that will always be the case. God wants, when God says something, it's not so that we can just sit back. It's so that we can say, actually, what is my part in this? How am I going to partner with God to see this thing happen? And so we need to get get an idea in our heads that when God says something, our immediate response is, wow, that's amazing. But then it should be, what's my part in this? What do I play? What what is God asking me to do? What is is my part in bringing this about? Now the first thing... I want to talk about, and I'm going to go a little bit more into that in a bit, is, is Noah's reaction to what was said to him. And it says, it says in, in, in that verse in, in um, Hebrews, it said, By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. Now, in earlier uh, preachers, we've talked about um, faith being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And we've akin that to belief in a God that we can't see, but we know is real. And it's faith ultimately in God is the first thing. But the writer here in Hebrews is taking that a step forward and saying, Noah couldn't see yet the flood. And yet he believed it. And the reason he believed it was because not only did he see and believe in a God who he couldn't see, he believed in a God he couldn't see, but he also believed in the words that that God said. Amen. And the two go together. We believe in God 
but we also believe in what he says. And so Noah had no distinction between the trust and belief in a holy God and believing that what he said is true. And so straight away when God said there's going to be a flood, Noah said, yep, there's going to be a flood. Now he had to keep hold of that for a long time. Scholars uh, typically believe that the ark took between 50 and 70 years to build. That is some commitment. That is some commitment. He spent a good proportion of his life building an ark. Now, it's a bit different. He was 500 or so when he started it. And he was 600 when he went into it. So it must have been around about 530, 540. So uh, different times. And after that, uh, people's lives were were, were shorter. And that was one of the things that God decreed as part of the part of the flood, if you could read it. And yet he dedicated his life, or that portion of his life, to doing something that looked ridiculous, simply because God had said it. He believed it without question, and he went on and did it. Now that is challenging, I believe, for us, because in the end, he was proved true. God's words will always be proved true, it just might take some time. And Noah was faithful all the way through. Amen. Amen. I want to read something out that I find incredibly challenging, but something that God said that has implications on us the way it had implications on Noah. So it's John <coughs> chapter 14 and 12 to 14. And this is Jesus speaking. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that my Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. I find those words incredibly challenging. You see, they're God's words. They're God's spoken words. If I believe in God, the unseen God, then if I'm going to be like Noah, I must believe too what he's just said there. I I, I, I must be honest with you, I struggle with those verses. I will do what Jesus did. Heal the sick, raise the dead, turn water into wine. Bread out of nothing, stuck calm to see. Does it mean that? Surely, surely it must mean something different to that. Surely that's not really what Jesus meant. I wonder what Noah would have thought about that. Well, God said it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain, so I'm going to build this up. God said you're going to do the same things as me. Well, we're going to do the same things as him, aren't we? I think Noah would have been had. What I love about Noah, his faith was so simple. Well, God said it. So it's going to happen. Simple as that. What we have to remember is it it wasn't raining when the ark was being built. It wasn't raining. There was no big river there. There was nothing. It was just a dry place. But Noah never doubted it. 
You know, it might not be raining healing at the moment. It might not be raining miracles at the moment. We're seeing one or two little spots. It might not be raining, but that doesn't mean what God said isn't true. Yeah. Amen. Doesn't mean that. It just means that we just need to persevere like Noah persevered. Amen. To say, actually, if God said it, it's going to happen. I am going to do what Jesus did. Amen. I'm going to do greater things because he said it. And therefore, I am going to build. I am going to do what Noah did, and I'm going to keep persevering until it starts raining. Amen. And I'm not going to stop because, oh, England is too difficult. This country is too hard. If I was in Africa or South America, then it would be different. I'm not going to stop because of that. I'm not going to stop because I prayed for someone last week and nothing happened. And that's the, that's the determination that Noah had. Yeah, come on. I, I, I built this up. Last week I was building and I, I finished this bit and, well, it's not raining. Yeah. But I'm going to carry on. I'm going to build this bit over here. Amen. Because it will rain. Because God said it will rain. Amen. It will flood because God said it will flood. And it's that determination that Noah had that he kept going and he kept going and he kept going. And in the end, he saved his family. He saved himself and his family because he persevered. Because one day it did start raining. And so we, as God's people, and, 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 it's, and it's all of us, it's not, it's not me or, or Rochelle or, or Jamie who perseveres into these things. It's all of us believing what God says and saying, I, I, I'm going to do, I, I am going to do greater things. I'm going to do what Jesus did. You know, Jesus didn't say, it's only for for the the clever. It's only for the gifted. It's only for those that have, you know, had a a theological training. No, 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 he didn't say that. He says, you. You will. Do what I did. Just have to ask. Just have to ask. Ask anything in my name, I'll do it. In my name... Ask in my name. I will do it. And so, it's a challenge to us to be like Noah and say, okay God, it's very simple. You said it. I believe it. You said it. I'm going to go for this. And if it doesn't rain when I pray, I'm going to go again. And if it doesn't rain next time, I'm going to go again. Because in the end, your word is true. And you will do what you said. And God is looking for people like Noah who have that type of very simple but determined faith. And as we have that, we will see it rain. I believe that. We will see it rain. We will see people healed that we haven't seen before. We will see people on the street healed that we haven't seen before. We will see bigger uh, diseases and and, and bigger uh, problems dealt with in Jesus' name because we're pressing it. Amen. I want us to, to get hold of this, perhaps more than yours, just to see, actually, I have a part to play in this. Mm-hmm. If we're going to see this area changed, if we're going to see people set free, and that's God's heart for this area, then that involves me. Amen. I, I want to see it, I, but I can't sit down and just watch. No, I couldn't just sit back and think, well, it's going to happen. I, I'll just watch and see what God does. No, no, he had to get involved. And, the, and what we have to remember is, is that it can, it's a challenge. 
when these people of Israel came to the promised land, they were no doubt thinking, oh, God's promised us Canaan. Wow, this land's flying with milk and honey. It's going to be wonderful, <coughs> wonderful. And they go in and they, they look and they think, oh, there seems to be people here. That's, we didn't expect that. And they're huge. Well, I thought we would get an empty land we could just sort of go into. So you, you want us to get rid of them. Ah, uh, that's not what I signed up to. And they didn't go in because when they saw that they actually had to be involved in what God was doing, they, they stepped back. There will be battles ahead for this. Amen. Noah had to press on through despite the ridicule, despite everything that was against him, despite there was no rest. He pressed on through and he saw it happen. And there was rain, and there was a saving, uh, he was saved, and his family was saved through the ark. We need to press in, and, and, not, and not let setbacks, which there will be, and not let the giants that we come up against be the ones that, that say, well, I, I, I'm not in this anymore. No, no, God said it. I'm going to press in. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to win this land. Because in the end, they did win the land. Yes, they did have fights, and yes, they did overcome. And it was the faith of Caleb and Joshua that took them on. It's the faith of Noah here that took uh, salvation through the ark. Amen. There's another aspect of what Noah did, which was very interesting, because in the verse that we talked about, it talked about that he, in holy fear, built the ark. Now, I want us to understand what that meant, because Noah wasn't frightened of God. He wasn't frightened, but he did recognise God's authority and God's holiness. And we were singing about that today, about the holiness of God. There is no one like you. It's a lovely song. And yet... That had implications on Noah, and he knew that God had said something, and though he, he in faith believed, but actually in honour and reverence for God, he obeyed. And it says in, in Genesis 6, 21, Noah did everything just as God commanded. And it's repeated in Genesis 7, 5, and Noah did all that God commanded. That was a response of faith, is not only to believe God, but actually do everything that God said. Paul picks this theme up in Romans. And he talks about, that he uses this phrase twice, in Romans 1 and Romans 16, that he was called, he was calling people to the obedience that comes through faith. The obedience that comes through faith. And so here we have a picture of people being called, not only to be free, and that's what we are, we're called to be free, but actually that there is a, a call on our lives to recognise who God is, and that he has a right to say stuff in our lives. Amen. Amen. That we are to follow. Amen. Now you might say, well, well, well how does that work? We're here to, I'm free, I can do what I like. Well, yes, to an extent. What we have to, what faith says is that we look at what God says and we say, if I, if I do what God says, it's not going to put me under greater burden 
It's going to bring me into greater freedom. Amen. And that's what faith does. You see, it looks at what the, the words of God and says, if I do this, if I do what God has said, I'm going to be even freer than I was before. And it's going to be, it's going to be a blessing for me. See, Noah looked at that and said, if I build this ark for all this, it's going to be a blessing. And I'm going to persevere with it. Now, I haven't got many of our uh, wonderful young people here today, so I'm going to mention them. We, over the years that I've spent with them, have talked about some of these issues, what God says. Um, and we've had various debates about them. Uh, but actually, some of these might apply to you. So we've talked about these, all these things in what God has asked us to do. And uh, it's interesting how, you, how the different takes on them. This has been mentioned already this morning. So in Hebrews chapter 10, it says... Don't stop meeting together. That's a, that's a command. That's quite tricky at times, and we've talked that through. Another one, 2 Corinthians 6, talks about don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. That's challenging when you're looking for a partner, when you're looking to, to, to have someone to settle down with. The Bible says, well, don't do it. And, and, and we've had really quite lively debates about whether, what that means. Does God really mean that? It's a challenge. Another one. Another one. It's a bit of a challenge sometimes. Ephesians 5, 18. Don't get drunk on wine. It's a challenge. It's a great challenge for some of our young people. who The culture is so much. That is what you do. You're odd if you don't. Ephesians 4, 32. Forgive as God forgave you. Command. Ephesians 5, 3. Avoid sexual immorality. These are all things that God asks us to do. Now you can look at those and think, that's restricting me. That's putting burdens on me. That's putting... You know, I'm a free person. I, you know, I didn't come to Christ to, to be burdened with these things. And, and certainly that's an issue that, you know, oh, you know, like we talk this through with young people. Actually, uh, you know, because it's, you know, God's a bit of a killjoy. He doesn't want us to enjoy life. Now that's one lens you can look it through. But the lens of faith says, actually, God says this because he wants to bless me. God says this. And that's what faith says. Actually, if I do these things, I am going to be free. Amen. And I'm going to be blessed. Amen. And, it's, and don't, don't get me wrong, these are tough decisions sometimes. These are difficult <coughs> things we have to go through. But the, the, what Noah recognised was actually, if I do everything God's commanded me, ultimately it will lead to my blessing. And it le- led to the salvation of his family. And so he was prepared to do the difficult for the sake of, of his family and his own salvation. And not that we uh, do that for our salvation, because obviously Jesus has done it all, but actually for our own good, hearing what God says and doing it will be ultimately what will bring blessing and freedom to us. But it's faith that gets hold of that. If we, do, if we look at this without faith... We see it as a straitjacket sometimes, what God says. We see it as, a, as confining. Amen. When we mix with faith. And that's why Paul says the obedience that comes through faith. Paul wasn't looking for mindless obedience. Just, just do this, do that, do the other, and you'll be fine. Paul wasn't interested in that. He wanted the obedience that comes from faith. 
A genuine obedience says, yeah, I see God, I know what he's like, and if I do what he says, I'm going to be blessed. Amen. And that's what God is calling us to. And it's a hard choice at times, and it, is, it takes wrestling. But actually, it leads to blessing. The last thing I want to say is, is to go back to uh, that second part of uh, uh, Hebrews chapter uh, 11 and verse 7, which says there, By his faith, says Noah, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Now, they are challenging verses, and I just want to just believe... It, well, I want to look at this in the New Testament context, because we are not here... Noah's purpose was to fulfil the purpose of God. God had decided at that time that the world was so evil that it needed to be dealt with. And he did that through Noah's faithfulness. Today, we have a different call. But it's it's no less universal. Is that our faith, as we act in faith, will be a testimony to the world. We are called to be a witness to the world of the truth of salvation. And we do that by faithful obedience. You see, he not only saved his family, but was a testimony to the world. Noah stands out, and it says in uh, Peter, about he was a preacher of righteousness. He proclaimed the righteousness of God to a watching, looking on world. They didn't respond. As we obey... As we, in faith, do what God has called us to do, whether it's to put aside some of these things I've been talking about, or whether it's to go on and and start believing for, for healings and miracles, as we do that, as we faithfully do that, as we believe in God, so the world will look on and see. And so he God is calling us not only to to in in, in faithful obedience we will save and we will be blessed ourselves, we will impact our families as Noah did, but also we will impact the world around us. The world will see men and women who believe in somebody that they can't see, and yet somehow this person they can't see, they don't know, seems to do stuff. Seems to impact their lives in such an an amazing way that there must be something in this. And And that is what faithful obedience does. When we faithfully think, actually, I am going to, full of faith, I'm going to do what God has said. Suddenly the world sits up and says, wait a minute, I don't understand this. You know, someone prayed for me the other day and I'm not, my leg doesn't hurt anymore, this is not, you know, I'm just thinking that, uh, and, and, well, I don't understand that. They seem to believe in somebody Wow. I, I, need to, I need to take up and listen. I need to think. And then, you know, and it, 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 and it can spread out. And, and so we, we need to understand that our acts of faith will impact the society we live in. A people that truly believe in a God that the world cannot see, that the world does not believe in, and yet seems to... You, you're having breakthrough here, aren't you? God seems to be providing for you here. You, you, you know, you're living a different life to me, 
and yet you're happy. You don't go and get drunk every day, and yet you don't seem to, doesn't seem to bother you. You're not sleeping around everywhere, and you're not in, but you don't seem to be bothered by that. What, what's going on? Why are you living like this? Why, why? And it's a challenge. It will challenge people's understanding of God. It will be a testimony to the world. That is my own experience as I was growing up at school, and it was tough. But people were absolutely intrigued by the fact that I didn't do a lot of stuff they were into. Mm. Why not? Why did you? Why not? Why not? You're, you're a bit different, aren't you? I was able through that to give many opportunities to share my faith. Amen. Simply because in in faith, as I understood it then, I was doing what I believe God called me to do. That will be true of us. It will be a testimony, like Noah was, to the world. People who are prepared to believe what God says and in faith act on it. Whether it's by the way we live, whether it's by what, how we uh, go out to pray for people um, and believe for miracles. However we do it, God will use that as a witness to the world. And they will see and think, actually, there's something in this. <coughs> talks about good works that glorify the Father in Heaven, they will see them. Those are things, they're the good works. The good works about seeing the Kingdom come. So I want us to be challenged. I am challenged by Noah. By his very simple faith. God said it, I'll do it. I'll believe it. There's a flood coming. I'm going to build an ark. It's going to happen. It might take 50, it might take 70 years. It's going to happen. He said it. It's going to happen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to faithfully do what God has called me to do. And it will rain. It will rain. Amen. We will see it. We will see greater things than Jesus saw. Amen. Because he said it. And we just need to get that in our hearts. That's the we. It's going to happen through us. God's calling us to be his vehicle, if you like. To bring salvation, to bring healing, to bring restoration to this world. So can we stand together? So can we just, I just want to just think very briefly, just to, just to maybe just bow your heads. And maybe in, in what I've, I've been saying, maybe God's prompted you. Maybe God's prompted you to say, actually, I want you to be involved in this. Maybe there's someone at work or in your house that you think, I could have prayed for them and I, I step back. Or maybe there is uh, an area of ministry that you've sort of held back from and you thought, no, no, God has said something to me on this. God has spoken. I, I need to step out in faith and believe that this is what God's got me for. And maybe he's speaking to you. Maybe something's been popped into your mind. Don't, don't, don't go digging. God is able to speak. And if that's you, I want you to say, yeah, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to go for this. I'm going to go and pray for that person. I'm going I'm to start stepping out into this ministry. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to, whatever it might be. Let God stir you in that. Let God, but let faith come to believe that actually this is going to be effective. 
It might not be the first time, but it's going to rain. It's going to rain because God said it would. Amen. Hallelujah. And maybe as well, I just want to just pick on this as well. Maybe some of the things that I've mentioned about lifestyle, God has put a finger on and said, actually, you need to come to the, the faithful obedience that I've spoken to you about. And maybe you need to stop doing something. Or maybe you need to take a step of faith in, in, in a relationship or in a, or a, a, an association you've got. And maybe God's calling you, and that's quite tough, but actually maybe God's calling you to, to make a, 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 a change here in the way you live. But I want you to know that for both of those things, good things will come of this. Because God's words always bring blessing, always bring hope, always bring freedom. And as we, as we step out in faith in these things, then God will bring about good things for you, but also for those around you, as he did for Noah. They will bring good things into your life. It might be a hard step. It might be a risky step going to pray for someone. It might be a risky step saying, I'm going to stop doing this. It's going to be hard. But actually there's blessing to come. And God will bring about a blessing for you. Amen. Yeah. yeah, Lord, I just want to pray, God, help us to be like Noah. God, help us to have the faith of Noah, just a very simple faith. God said it, he's going to do it. And Lord, help us to be like Noah, that we will get involved with your great purpose. That we will see, actually, I've got a part to play in this. The way I live my life, the way I believe what you've said. God, I've got a part to play in this. Yeah. That I may be a faithful, obedient servant of Christ and bring about your great purpose on this earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.